This is episode 267 on August 30th, 2018. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and lots of other things sometimes. I'm Matt Hoffman. I'm Dave Podner. And I'm Greg McMillan. So, guys, I, I actually, like, did the uh, episode number and the date and then immediately forgot that I was the host. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I came in a little late there. I apologize for that. Anyway, welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, everyone. Um, apologies for missing last week. There was just uh, lots of things that conspired against us, so we had to take a week off. And uh, But we're back this week, but we are without Joe. Joe is... Uh, busy working or so he says mm -hmm. uh so it's uh, me dave and greg holding down the fort but never to fear we have a good show for you this week we got all kinds of fun stuff to talk about uh we're gonna kind of dive into a question that was posed to us on our facebook group about um making prints and we have a cool little olo clip thing to tell you guys about greg's gonna have a update on the ios 12 beta uh, i have a neat little editing tip that i picked up this week that i'm excited to tell you guys about then obviously we'll do our post pick of the week and that will probably wrap up the show so uh dave i feel like i haven't talked to you in like a thousand years what have you been up to dude about say it's been a long time well first of all we all know joe says he's at work but I think in air quotes. I think he's he's either at two locations. One, he actually did get an invite for the Apple special event we're going to be talking about later, or he's standing in line in a store for the for the new iPhone. He's got to be wow. one of those two places. Kind of early, go with but option B. <laughs> kind of early, but um, it's possible. I could see that. <laughs> I did send him some money to pick up that six and a half inch OLED screen one for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I've been working hard lately to make that happen. Yeah, other than that, really not a lot going on. A um, couple of just kind of photo. Uh, not really a lot. Hold, hold on, on, hold on, okay. hold okay. on, hold on. So other than speculating on where Joe could be right now, you haven't yeah. been up to much. Well, I mean, isn't that all we think about? <laughs> all we think about is the podcast. I mean, we eat, sleep, do whatever little work we have to do, and the rest of our lives are all about the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. What am I thinking? <laughs> but yeah, um, again, not a whole, you know, in terms of um, photography, didn't get a lot of chance to go out and do a lot of things this past couple weeks um one or two decent photos i got while i was out on a run um over a bridge i was able to get a decent shot kind of through the bridge and of a little island right off the river uh from a different angle 
just because it's one of those bridges that a lot of people still walk over, but it's mainly a uh, it's mainly a car bridge. It's not uh, like a footbridge or something that would someone work on. Um, but other than that, just not much else photography going on in terms of trying to take photos. And honestly, I don't see a lot of updates for a lot of the new apps. For a lot of new apps, I'm thinking a lot of people are holding off, uh, working on making sure it works right with the beta, and holding off in terms of whatever gets announced gets announced. Hmm, that's crazy because I've been getting updates like they're going out of style lately, yeah. but just not really a lot of photography apps. Oh, okay. And if it is a photography app, it's like one that I don't really care about. And I'm just like, why can't it be some cool new update on something I really like? Yeah, or it's the generic, we, we're making it better without giving much specifics about it. Or, I mean, yeah, this update's things, but- all about bug fixes and performance enhancements. Yeah. The end. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I hear you, man. It, it's been tough lately to kind of make things happen, but hopefully with the new season upon us and, and stuff like that, maybe things will slow down for all of us and we'll get a chance to get back into the swing of things and do what we like doing. But Greg, how you been, man? I've been really good. Um, Rub it. Haven't in. really, really haven't haven't really had a chance to do much photography this, this week. I'm, mean, you know, my my four days, my four twelve hour shifts. So, um, but I have been really busy somehow, and I can't explain this, but I have been really busy being followed by people in Hollywood. Oh, <laughs> and when really? I say people in Ex- Hollywood, explain. When I say people in Hollywood, I mean people that are listed on the Internet Movie Database. Um, most notably, I would say, is Kimberly Crandall, who is um, plays in a recurring role on Fresh Off the Boat. And she's been in some movies. And um, one guy, his name escapes me now because his... his um, notification where he said he followed me is kind of buried here now, but he was in the first Fantastic Four movie that came out there about, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago. Oh. Uh, no, I mean, there's been, it, it, I think I had about four or five in one day, and then over the next three days or whatever, there was like three or four more. And it was not just actors, but one was like a DJ type of thing. Um, I, and I don't know how this happens. Other than, like, This is all on, on Instagram, too, by the way. So I don't know how this happens other than to think that, you know, when you follow somebody, you're immediately given some recommendations, right, of who to mm-hmm. follow. And, and unless my account fell into that part of it, and then they thought, okay, well, hey, look at this guy. I'll follow this guy for whatever reason. I don't know. But, I mean, I'm honored and impressed that I'm being followed by some of these people. But I thought... Wow, that's crazy. Hmm. So that Kimberly Crandall, um, she put a post on of a, it was a picture of a script and it looked like about a half an inch thick and it's for a movie that she's going to audition for. So I said, you know, you know, Hey, um, a new chapter in your life about to begin. Good luck. 
And she actually responded. <laughs> she took the time to respond to that. What did she say? She said, uh, that's sweet of you to say, thanks. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. And this isn't the first time this happened. Another time I was followed by a guy named, I, th- I believe his name is William Delaney. And I'm not sure what all he's been in other than I know he was in one episode of that show Bull. Uh, it's it's a, that uh, lawyer story that um, Dr. Phil created, him and his son. And uh, and then shortly after he followed me, another guy in Hollywood followed me. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't get it. But anyway, that's that was my week. <laughs> that wow. is tremendously exciting. Maybe you'll, uh, I don't know, get a call to do some headshots or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It, it It's strange. Um, it, it is exciting, but it's kind of strange. I, I don't know how, how it happens, but, but anyway. Cool. Yeah. Well, all these people you mentioned in all the movies and shows that you mentioned, I never heard of any of them. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, I don't know, it's hard to be really impressed, but yeah, nevertheless, very cool. Well, as for me, I've been doing lots and lots and lots of photography and photo related stuff. It's just, um, none of it is like what I really want to be doing. You know, it's not the, the landscape stuff. Or anything like that. It's been mostly family stuff. There's just been so many things going on. Um, birthdays and my son starting kindergarten and mm. just, you know, all kinds of things. So I've been, you know, um, making prints actually and uh, photo books and uh, grandparents' days coming up soon. So I made some postograms to send out. And, uh, um, yeah, just lots of editing all these like family pictures and whatnot and, and trying to, to find time to, you know, do what I want to do. But I think like after this weekend or really after tomorrow, life in general is going to slow down a lot for me, which is good. And I've promised myself that this autumn this fall, I'm going to make a lot more time for myself to take pictures and really get back into the swing of things. Um, I even so much as have a plan of how I'm going to do that. So it's not just me saying words, it's going to happen. So I'm pretty excited about that. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's just mostly been doing that kind of stuff. Just, uh, uh, some of this stuff I've been doing, I'll talk about later because it involves apps and whatnot. And it kind of dives into my little uh, editing tip that I want to share with you guys. But um, I don't know. I just, I feel like I miss photography, even though I'm taking pati- pictures all the time. I just can't wait to get back into doing the type of stuff that I like to do. So that's where I'm at. Well, it's good that you have a plan. Because if you didn't have a plan, then it might never happen, right? That's how yeah. it is with me well, a lot of times. Well, you know, it's it, you know, it's so easy to just fall into that, well, I don't have time now. Maybe, you know, this day or whatever, I can, I can go out and, you know, if you, 
just always let other things kind of get in the way. And, um, you know, I just been thinking a lot in the last couple of weeks of like, what is time that I have that, you know, I'm really not doing anything. And I typically don't have like any other obligations to, you know, my family or anything else. And, um, so yeah, there, there will be time. Yeah. Mostly on the weekend, but nevertheless, there will be time. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys, what do you say we dive in to the meat of our show? I suppose this will be the focus point. Focus point. All righty. So in our um, Facebook group, which is called iPhonography, a tiny shutter group, um, under the announcements, we have a section uh, called questions for the group. And you could post questions that you have about photography or the podcast. Um, we say anything or anything else, but honestly, photography or the podcast is probably <laughs> the most appropriate type of questions to ask us about. Um, so, you know, we'll do our best to uh, answer you in the group. And then, you know, if it seems like a pretty good topic, we'll also answer it on the podcast. So today we thought we'd talk about a, a question that came in from Anthony Highland. It's about printing. And he says, um, not so much a question, but how about a show on doing prints from your phone pics? Uh, he says, or has this been covered in an older podcast? Cheers. And I mentioned that we had talked about it before and he went back and he found the, the episode and said he'll listen to it. But he said, you know how stuff changes quick. And so I got us thinking like, yeah, all right, he's right. Maybe we should talk about it again. It's been a little while. So that is what we're going to do here. So, um, whenever I, th this is just me personally, but whenever I think about doing prints from my iPhone. I I always have this mentality when it comes to iPhone stuff that everything's going to got to be an app, right? So if someone says like, Hey, you know, how do you make prints from your iPhone or what do you do to make prints immediately? I'm thinking of like, Oh man, what apps do I use? But there's like, you know, there's tons of different ways to, to do that. So I have two main ways that I'll show share here and then um greg and dave i'll let you guys chime in with with your ideas um probably most often i use an app and it's an app called free prints and if you go in the app store you type in free prints and it's like a i don't know a teal colored uh logo with a white butterfly outline no idea like what that has to do with free prints but that's been their logo for forever. And um, the premise behind the app is like you could get so many free prints, like um, I forget what size they are, three by four or two by three or something a month. Um, and then obviously, you know, you could buy prints and they have like lots of different sizes and different options and stuff. And um, I use that that app quite a bit. And they have a sister app that I believe is called Free Photo Books. And I use that 
a lot as well. And I get a, uh, that's what it's called. It's called free prints photo books. And, um, right now I'm actually like 60% done with a photo book that I'm working on for the month of August. Uh, so every month you can get one free photo book and like for myself, rather than have like a stack of individual prints, I like having this book for each month that we can flip through and I kind of put things in chronological order and, um, you know, you could add captions and, and all that kind of stuff and make a nice little book. Um, so that's, that's been pretty cool for, for me to do. And, you know, we've got a, a handful of them lying around and they're fun to go back and look at. So if I'm not doing the, uh, the app thing, especially if I need to get a print quickly, like, um, I think it was earlier this spring, I was entering a f local photo contest and it was kind of like a last minute thing where I was like, oh, I should really do this. And Oh shoot. The pictures are due in like two days. Um, I'm lucky enough that I have a camera store in town and it's super easy to go there, plug your phone into their computer and, you know, just download the pictures that you want to, uh, print, you know, right off your phone and, um, you know, the software they have on the computer there, you can do all the stuff, pick the size print you want and, um, even do basic editing and stuff like that. So, um, that's always a nice option as well. So that's primarily what I do now. Um, Greg, I know you have some different stuff you do. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, I, I think it's fair to mention that, um, the the free prints app I think may be only available in the U.S. because I looked for it in my app store in Canada and it doesn't show up. Oh, so, that's a bummer. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's that's all right. Um, I'm sure we have plenty of U.S. listeners that will uh, um, maybe look into this. But for myself, I do a little more traditional approach to printing. Um, of course, I. All my photos are stored in iCloud, and when I open the Photos app on my Mac, they're all right there, and I can print from my Mac to my printer in, in my office here, or I can, if it's an enlargement, that this one can't, I can go as big as 8x10 on this one. If I need something bigger, which I have had big prints done, uh, there's a couple of ways I do it. One is uh, we have... Um, two camera stores in this little town I live in and they can do enlargements or there's a service called poster jack. And I don't know if they're, if they're in the States or not, but they're definitely in Canada and they do, um, really nice, uh, enlargements. They can even print on metal. They can give you metallic paper, canvas, um, you, you know, print it on a board type of thing. So there's a lot of options there. Uh, and all you do is go to their website. Um, you have to upload the image to their specs, of course, and, uh, and, and away you go. And I had, um, six prints done at work that, uh, that a couple of gals at work wanted for their offices and they turned out really well. So that's my approach to it. I, I generally don't use an app to, to print. Um, one of the camera stores in town does have an app and I have, sent them photos through that uh, service to get done. And it, it works great. I mean, the prints look really good. Um, I'm not one of these, uh, 
I'll say perfectionist. I, I'm not one to worry too much about color calibration because I'm not marketing my prints, um, you know, through National Geographic or anything where color integrity is extremely important. Uh, I'm sure that when I get an enlargement done, it's going to look you know, very acceptable. And usually it does. It looks pretty good. I mean, I'm a printer. Um, and when I say that, I mean an offset printer. We're in a printing press. So I've been working with color and color calibration for, um, I've been working there for 34 years, but for about 20 years, maybe 25 years, I've been working directly with the color and where color is an important thing. So I know what goes into matching, um, you know, the, say the proof to the print. And um, I used to try to calibrate my monitor and get it to match my printer and everything else. But I gave up on that because, like I say, I don't I don't market my images, you know, to the point where it needs to be done that way. So but that so that's my take on how I print. <clears throat> and I'm sure everybody's got their own workflow. But, um, um, yeah, I, I, I just don't have an app on my phone that that I would send to a service to get printed. That's a sad story. I know. <laughs> I, 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 I only have 200 and some apps, but unfortunately no, no printing service app. Dave, what do you do for prints? Uh, pretty much the free prints like you do, Matt, uh, is kind of my, my go-to. Uh, one thing I do like about the free print is it does integrate with Apple Pay. So you yes. don't have to put in your credit card. Uh, you can just say pay from the Apple Pay and boom, no problem at all. And yeah, po- Postagram is the same way. Okay, yeah, that I, I, I honestly I the, our local grocery store, which is just the the average grocery store for around Pittsburgh here, Giant Eagle, they start to accept Apple Pay at yep, their I checkout have that counter. Too. So that's just it, it's just so nice. It, it is like boom. Um, but now one thing I did, uh, not pre iPhone per se, but pre when, when I had the old iPhone 4S, um, I got some prints, not only from the iPhone, but from a, a regular camera I had, uh, at, um, both Costco and Sam's club. Uh, their photo service and one photo we did do through I think it was through Sam's it was actually printed on canvas um, that was like a two foot by three foot photo that we did for our niece's wedding that turned out really well now admittedly not an iPhone pick but the camera at the time was I think 10 or 15 megapixel and it was a zoom. It was a zoom camera, so it probably, in terms of quality and straight resolution, maybe not in terms of the sensor size, but the straight resolution is pretty close to the iPhone eight or ten that's out now. So I'm assuming it would work really similar. Like free prints, I haven't had any issues with, but um, there's always places, and I can't remember if I ever used them once or twice, but. Um, most people have a Walgreens or a Walmart kind of nearby. Cause I know with Sam's club and Costco, you have to be a member. So you have the membership cost. Um, most of those prices, if you're going by a four by six print, they get down to 15 to maybe up to 18 cents a print, which if 
people are old enough to remember how much photo prints used to cost is dirt cheap to compare to what they used to cost. But if you don't want to have a um, like a membership at a store, both Walgreens and uh, Walmart, you can either upload, you know, log in, upload directly either through their app or through the website. Or uh, I know both those places also have machines in the store that you can upload from your phone to the machine to print out that way. And that's pretty quick and reasonable price, too. And no need to sign up like you do for an app. Even though signing up for free prints was really easy. I mean, it was. I haven't tried any of the books or their new product, which is free tiles, where you get an 8-inch by 8-inch photo towel per month. I just downloaded that. Okay. That was like probably the little ding that's going to show up on the podcast when Greg was talking. So I apologize for that. Um, I've never used Walgreens. I have used Walmart when I needed a, a photo, like in a super duper pinch. Um, mm-hmm. I think there was like one time when I needed a photo for my son's daycare for some reason. And they gave me like literally like, you know, the evening before they needed it. That was Ooh. my notice. Wow. Um, so I think I got a picture real quick at Walmart um, way back in the day. So we're talking 12-ish, 13-ish years ago. I took um, some kind of class at Arizona Highways magazine, um, some sort of photo class. I don't remember exactly what the premise of it was, but if if you don't know what that is, Arizona Highways, it's a travel magazine in Arizona and it's um, basically like a world-renowned magazine. It's particularly known for its very high caliber of photography and um, you know, they have some just amazing photographers that shoot for them and um, you know, they do classes and stuff like that. So I remember being at this class and they actually recommended Costco as a place to get your prints done at the time it was because Costco used like a particular Fuji paper that was like a really good paper you know some archival quality paper or whatever and they also um, I think had their printer profile that you could download so that you know when you're doing your all your um, color calibrations and whatnot that you can what, make sure that what you're seeing on your monitor is going to be really close to what actually prints at Costco. And I have used Costco after that for, I don't know, a little while, a couple of years maybe, and had really good results with Costco. I don't know what it's like anymore, but um, at, at the time I had good results with it. So which program which program would you be able to put that um color profile in is that just like a photoshop or lightroom thing? Yep, yeah. I think at the time I probably was able to bring it up in uh Apple's aperture. Oh yeah. Yeah, I so that. yeah, me too. <laughs> um so you know, a lot of these things that we're mentioning here, they're they're great for like, you know, your family pictures or, you know, you just want to print some of your snapshots or whatever. But I, I think like if you have maybe like 
a paying client, you know, someone that wants to buy a print from you and they want it to, you know, be something nice that they're going to hang on their wall, they're going to frame it or whatever. Um, I probably still recommend like a professional service over any of these options that we've already mentioned. So uh, something like Bay Photo or uh, MPix. Um, there's White House Custom Color. Uh, there's a handful of other like professional options out there. I think Bay Photo is probably my favorite one. I've used them a handful of times. I've gotten some metal prints done with them that are pretty darn cool. And um, I think some canvases too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would just do something that's more of a professional printing service if I was actually selling photos. Hmm. Interesting. You're welcome to agree or disagree. <laughs> well, let's well, be honest, because when we got the canvas print from, from I think that was Sam's Club, uh, they, of course, didn't do it in in store. And they you could actually, when they gave us the... Um, the packaging with it, you could. They just basically got the packaging from. It was Fujifilm. It was a Fujifilm processor that they just kind of got it in and just handed us the box. So we were at, maybe not best for them. We were able to see how much they were charged and then how much they charged us. So it's hmm, interesting. Yeah, I, I think canvases are one of those things where you have a maybe a little bit more leeway because you know uh, pretty much any canvas print it's not like it's sharp you know it kind of has that painterly aesthetic to it um yeah you can get you away know. with a lesser quality photo yeah and actually now that i think about it, i think some of the canvases i had that i had done in the past were through an app and i cannot for the life of me remember what that app was called but i think it became the app that is now called 2020 so 20 spelled out and oh, yeah. then the number 20 um and i i barely ever go in that app i think it's mostly now just like a place where you can uh you know, upload your pictures and hope to sell them. Um, yeah. You know, like they, they like license, like like a uh, like a stock service kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. But at the time, it used to be something something Insta Canvas. I think it was called Insta Canvas. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, it, uh, they did your Instagram pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I got a handful made, and they were really really nice. You know, you had different sizes you could pick and whatnot. I think I got a, a few um, 16 by 16s made, and they were pretty pretty darn nice. Cool. I've never had a canvas done yet. Now, I don't know if it's just I've never really thought I've taken a picture that would look good on canvas, or I'm just, you know, being lazy and not making an effort to get one done. But I really would like to get one done at some point. I'll tell you what looks good on a canvas is like a, a fall color picture. Yeah. Those those look really nice on canvas. Well, I do have a few of those. Nice. And you can make some new ones really soon. Yes. I can't wait. It's my favorite time of year to shoot. 
Me too. Alrighty. We're kind of getting off on a tangent here. And I think we've covered this printing thing pretty well. Um, and, you know, if there's something regarding printing that we didn't talk about and you still have questions, you know where to post those questions in our Facebook group. All right. We're going to move on and talk about a new little doodad that came out from Clip. And uh, Dave, I think you brought this up to us. You want to take it away? Yeah, thanks, Matt. And actually, this is something I found uh, just looking for different iPhone um, um, news stories because I know a lot of people do use uh, clip attachments and just saying how this multi um, they, they call it Olo announces this is from I Defi- 9 to 5 Mac and there'll be a link to this along with everything else of course in the uh, show notes um, and now a multi-device clip lens mouse and compatible so it looks like it's can be, it looks like it's not only iPhone only, uh, but it can be used with other, uh, cameras. And what they, what they call their, uh, let me get their, what they, what they're calling it, their Connect X lenses. So from the nine to five Mac story, it's showing that the multi device clip will go on sale for $60 and says, and include one of the Connect X lenses. Uh, and the other lenses, uh, if you get a standalone lens, it's $45 per lens. So it looks like, uh, you know, doing subtraction here, it'd be $15 for a clip. And I'm not sure. You did that in your head? Believe it or not. <laughs> wow. I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, if you look at the, now without feeling and you know seeing oh this is a very high quality you know either metal or plastic or you know whatever it is it almost looks like a large um not necessarily a paper clip but like a clothespin almost like a chip clip yeah yeah it looks like a chip clip that now it may work better but you know you're you're paying for the extra maybe it's made very well and um, the the screw into the lens is proprietary to OloClick. I'm not familiar with uh, the attachment, but fifteen dollars to pay for an att- so just something easier to attach. Yeah, I don't know if that's and and the thing is you can't buy the clip yet. Uh, if you go to OloClip's site, it just says you know here's what's coming soon. The clip's coming soon. Um, it says new clip is also a screen protector and is case compatible, which makes sense since it looks like a giant clip you're only putting on the outside. So it's, you know, it's, it's not a matter with, um, um, it's not a, a tight fitting one that goes right over the phone, but you can't, you can only put, sign up for additional information through their website. So again, that it may be really good, but Fifteen dollars for, and they do have a profile pick here, and it, it's it, like you said, it looks like a, ch- a chip clip almost. Which again, without feeling it, it's hard to say, but it just seems. I mean, I guess if you're in the whole Olo Clip universe, for lack of a better term, it's something that would be useful and easier to interchange lenses with. But as something standalone, I don't know if it's something that I would look at and think. 
oh, that'll make me, when it comes out, want to buy this, and then I can start using Oloclip versus whatever other lens um, system you want to use. So th this product, I think, is nice for, you know, maybe a, a, a couple or a family that might um, be on different platforms. You know, one person's on an iPhone, another person's on an Android phone of some sort, and they could share this clip because it'll work on, you know, just about any phone. True, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that that's, that's the idea behind it, why it's called the multi-device clip. Um, it, it is nice that you can use it on a phone that does have a screen protector and, and a case on it up to 12 millimeters in combined thickness uh, because most of these clip-ons you have to use, you know, with your phone naked. And that's really the reason why I've never had one of these things. Another thing I don't really care for with this type of product is, um, I, I don't know what it's like with this one because I'm not getting enough information from the pictures they have, but you know how hard is it to line the thing up over over your uh you, you know the camera lens on your phone and then how easy is it to accidentally bump it out of alignment you know like these clip-on things to me they seem like they'd be like a pain in the butt to use if you ask me yeah my my first um accessory lenses that i bought were from a company called ProMaster, and they were the clip-on type. And I think they could probably fit, you know, a variety of phones. And I had my 6S at the time, so it was just a single lens um, device. And I had, uh, I, I just found it cumbersome to try to align the lens perfectly over the camera when I wanted to shoot. And heaven forbid if I bumped it. It would just, you know, drive me crazy. So uh, I can see what you're saying there. It's just, to, 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 for me personally, if it doesn't have a mount where you can put the lens in and it's perfectly centered over the camera, it's just not something that I want to try. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at with this type of stuff. It's a interesting product. I mean, I don't know. Oloclip's been one of those uh, brands that's been with us since the beginning of the whole iPhotography, iPhone photography movement, I guess. Um, I think that's probably more why we're mentioning this than anything. <laughs> it's just because it's got, you know, some name recognition. Um but yeah, well, this you know, definitely they, they is do a, make some nice lenses, and there's some people that take some fantastic pictures with those lenses. And uh, I don't know, maybe they've um, found a way to master it. But yeah, it's 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 for some people and not all, I guess. Yes, I would agree. All right, well, that is kind of cool, I guess. Um, if anyone has one, or or rather gets one and uh, wants to share with us what their experience is like using it, using it. We would be very interested in hearing about it. All right. Let's keep this show going. Greg, 
tell us a little bit more about iOS 12 beta? Okay, I am on iOS 12 public beta 9. Uh, they seem to be rolling these things out, um, if not once, maybe twice a week. Wow. And the, um, I, I don't know how many they plan to put out before they put the Gold Master out, which is pretty much the final product uh, to the to the beta users. With the keynote being in a couple of weeks, it's got to be coming close. But the only thing that I'll really comment on, because th that really matters here, is the camera and portrait mode, and the um, the the depth information or the or the the ability to shoot depths like that, um, whether it's in portrait or uh, in portrait mode in the uh, uh, in the iPhone camera app, or I always use Halide. Um, because it has the ability to actually shoot portrait mode where you can, you know, edit it just like you can with the uh, portrait mode shot in the iOS camera. And so anyway, it's getting better. It's getting a lot better. Um, there was a couple of updates that came through in the beta that I thought, ooh, okay, what are we doing here? That's, this is a step back. Um, but lately, the depth information has been very good and um even the guys from halide put a picture on i think it was on twitter um where you could actually see the varying degrees of depth in the image and it's just like it's basically white and different shades of gray and that sort of thing and i think it was um ben i want to say sanofsky and i hope i'm not butchering his name but he's one of the developers and he put a uh, like it was like a self portrait of him, and it was basically his head and the shape of his head, and that was white, and the background was black, and you can see the hair on his on his head, like he had a kind of like a a really short brush cut or whatever, and you can see the a lot of the individual hair on his head in this um, in this image. But I think he used the iPhone 10 with the front facing camera, which is far superior for that than than the rear camera on the 10 or the 8 plus but it was um i've tried a couple with mine with the 8 plus and it's getting really good um what i do to to really see how good it is is i will take the shot and then i'll open it in the focus app where you can actually basically turn the image and see a three-dimensional view of the depth uh, of that photo. So if you have, um, uh, say, a person standing against a wall or whatever, well, you, the person will, it, it'll just look like a 3D image. Um, it, it's really cool. And the the ability for this thing to separate out the foreground from the background is getting much, 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 much better. So that's pretty much all I can say for an update. Um, <clears throat> and I've also heard uh, that the final release is going to be even better. So they're saving the best for the for the last. That's really encouraging. I'm really excited about the update to that feature in particular because I actually use it all the time, like portrait mode. I, I love portrait yeah. mode. I use it a lot. But I'll tell you what, I'm a really bad beta tester, so I'm not like doing the the iOS beta testing um mostly because i just have 
one phone and I use it for work and that would be absolutely insane. Yes. Um, but I, I um, am currently beta testing Halide and mm. I cannot like find any bugs. Oh, wow. I just oh, can't. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like, I'm just not enough of like a power user to like notice stuff. I don't really know, but I, I it makes me feel because like, um, I don't know, like cheating or something. I'm getting this like new version ahead of everybody else, but I'm not like contributing, you know, to it in any way. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that was, I don't know. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> All righty. One last thing here. Um, I just want to share uh, just, this. Just uh, let me interrupt you real quick because I just remembered something, guys. Uh oh, <clears throat> I just remembered something, huh? and this is uh, this is exciting. Ooh. We are going to have another giveaway. Ooh. The good folks at Apollo oh, reached yes. out to me. They're, they reached, they sent me an email out of the blue saying that they've got some really exciting things coming up in their, uh, in their next release of their app. And they said to me, here's five promo codes for you to do whatever you want with. So... Um, I was talking to Matt about this about oh, a week and a half ago, and then since we didn't do a show last week, we kind of forgot about it. And I just remembered just now that um, what we thought we would do is usually we put it on the Facebook group and uh, do the giveaway that way. But this time, we're going to do it on Instagram. So what you need to do is go to the Tiny Shutter Podcast Instagram account, and Matt will be putting up a post announcing this uh, giveaway and just comment on that post. And from there, we will pick a winner and announce the winner next week. So that's all you got to do is, is comment for sweet. Yeah. So, and, and I was kind of really surprised that they just, they just, you know, reached out and give us these five codes. Um, I'm hoping there's no, time limit on them because sometimes when these giveaways they they put a time limit on how long these codes are good for um so I'll, I'll email them back and say look you know we haven't done the giveaway yet but um i hope these are still good or whatever but i'm sure they will be but uh yeah so go to the tiny shutter podcast that's the name of the instagram account and um i don't know if the post is up yet but if it's not i'm sure it will be soon right matt uh, the, the post is not up yet, <laughs> yes. seeing as how um, I just found out about it, you know, right now. Yeah. So, but by the time this show hits the uh Oh, you did mention it to me, didn't you? Yeah, I totally yeah, forgot. I, yeah, I know. That's, hey, yeah, I forgot too. So that's not, that's not a big deal. But by the time this show hits the, uh, the airwaves, um, I'm sure the post will be there. So go to the Tiny Shutter Podcast Instagram account, look for the post and leave a comment to be eligible to win the, a free um, a free code for Apollo. Apollo, for those who don't know, is an app that you can actually add and adjust and move around different light sources in the image. So this only works with the iPhone 7 Plus, 8 Plus, or 10, the ones with the two cameras, 
because it, you have to be able to take a, a picture in portrait mode or in a camera app like Halide that takes the depth information. And it uses that depth information to be able to move these light sources around. And I believe you could put up to 20 different light sources in it, if I remember correctly. And it is really, really fun to play around with. It is interesting, yeah. I haven't really taken any pictures yet that I felt like I could do something interesting with Apollo, but I have played with it and it is it is pretty cool. I have played with like the light sources and the shadows and all that fun stuff and it is interesting for sure. Yeah. Okay, so now that I've uh, interrupted you, you can carry on. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, all right, I'll, I'll try to be quick here. I just have a raw photo editing tip here. So, um, I don't know if you guys shoot raw or not, but yep. Okay, cool. All right. So here, I think the easiest thing for me to do will be to explain a scenario that I ran into and then how. I was able to kind of overcome the, the issue here. So um, I was camping this past weekend and I took a picture at this lake that we were camping at where there was like this uh, rotted like tree stump just barely sticking out of the water. And then you're kind of like looking across the lake and there's trees in the background and the sky and what, you know, whatever. So I took the picture with, um, Halide, and then uh, you know you, it's in the camera roll, and, and you're just looking at that JPEG preview, and it looks real good. Everything's nice and balanced and stuff, like the shadows and highlights. And then I open it up in Polar to edit it, and you know when you're looking at the raw picture, it's a totally different thing. Um, that stump was just black, and the sky was like blown out. And, um, you know, so I'm tweaking the, the settings, you know, I'm boosting the, the shadows and, and boosting the recovery and bringing down the highlights, trying to balance it out. And I just could not get the stump to like, look right. It was like, every time I boosted the shadows, it just turned into this big hunk of noise. It looked really awful. And, um, I played with it and played with it and thought I kind of got it to look okay saved it and then took it into um i think mixtures and like made us like i put some kind of filters on it and saved that and then brought the the two versions of it now into Enlight to do some masking and blending together and it just looked like an absolute train wreck it was horrible the the stump and the water down at the bottom were just like dark and like really really super noisy and there was this weird, crazy, like purple banding in the sky. And I just didn't know like what the heck to do to like get this to look good. Cause the, the JPEG preview in my camera roll looked great. And I was like, why can't I get it to look like that? Like what the heck? And, um, so I just kind of let it sit there and really didn't do anything with the picture. This podcast uh, host that I was listening to was talking about how, you know, his shadows would always be blocked up and 
what he would was saying that he would do to kind of bring those out um, instead of fussing around with uh, the blacks and the shadows and everything, and then trying to bring contrast back in with the contrast slider. Uh, what he was doing was dropping the contrast of the overall picture way down. He'd drag that slider in Lightroom to like minus 30. And then he would use clarity to bring contrast back into the picture. And um, I forgot to kind of look up before the show to uh, learn exactly how clarity works, but essentially it's kind of like this really localized, like micro contrast uh, that gives the appearance of sharpening. Um, And I just thought that was like a really, really cool idea. So I went back into my camera roll, deleted the other edited copies of this photo that I had made, uh, went back to the original, reverted it. And then instead of trying this in Polar again, I don't, I don't know why I didn't do it in Polar, but I went to an app that I have uh, called Raw Power. And it's really just a raw editor. And it really doesn't have any features other than just the parameters that you would need to make uh, you know, the edits that you would want to make to a raw image. Um, and so I tried it in there and wow, did it come out way better? It was amazing. Um, I couldn't be more happy that I'm driving along. I'm not really paying attention to what I listen, what I'm listening to. And then I just pick up this one little tidbit of information and it, absolutely applied to an image that I was having trouble, you know, getting the results from it that I wanted to get. Um, so, you know, if I guess I'm bringing this up because I know there's been many, uh, images that I've shot in raw to where I was having trouble, particularly with the shadows to where, um, you know, maybe I would drop the, the shadow or, you know, boost the shadows to kind of bring some detail back into them. But the second I touch that contrast slider and move it into the, to the right, you know, a higher number immediately, those shadows get all blocked up again. And, and I never understood like why, why it does that. But, um, I just got way better results by dragging the slider in the opposite direction and using clarity to bring contrast back in. And that works for me because I use clarity anyway, instead of, uh, instead of sharpening most of the time. That's an interesting, uh, interesting thing because years ago on, uh, this, um, well, I think it was a show called call for help that Leo Laporte did. And he had a fellow on there who was a color scientist, among other things. His name is Ray Maxwell. And he said that talking about like traditional DSLR photography now, um, he said that if you really want to see what your histogram, true histogram reading is when you take a raw image, take your contrast slider and slide it all the way down to the left. And... When you take the picture, it's going to look completely, you know, 
blah, the whole night. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's no contrast in the image, but the histogram will give you a true, um, true reflection of what the image data is for that photo. Huh. Yeah. This is like an entirely new concept to me for whatever reason. I'm really surprised. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to check that out now and, and also start looking at the histogram more because I'm, like, very guilty yeah. of really not paying attention to histograms <laughs> at all. But, yeah, th- that that's very interesting about, you know, what you were talking about, like this guy talking here about the uh, the contrast slider. And as soon as you said that he's mentioned slide it all the way down and then use the clarity to bring it back, bring it back in again, especially with a raw image that I, I remember what that Ray Maxwell said. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to incorporate some of that into some stuff myself then. Very That's cool. A really good tip. Yeah. Good tip. Right on. All right. Well, if I pick up any more raw editing tips, I'll be sure to share them here on the, on the podcast. But, um, I think now we're going to move into our post pick of the week. All righty. It is uh, time for us to, excuse me, my voice is going here. It's time for us to pick from the challenge that we've had going in our uh, Facebook group. And that uh, challenge, I believe, I don't have it up in front of me, but I believe it was called Sharp Angles. And um, (laughs) when... uh, when Joe suggested that, I'm not going to lie, I thought, that sounds completely ridiculous. What does that even mean? But <laughs> looking through the submissions, I'm pretty much the only person on the planet that didn't understand the challenge because you guys really submitted some really awesome pictures that in every way I met the criteria, I felt. So lucky for me. I didn't have to pick this week. Uh, That challenge fell to Dave. So, uh, Dave, why don't you tell us what you came up with here? Sure. And kind of a weird thing before the show, we were um, kind of looking at the different photos that were coming up. And me and Greg kind of selected the same photo. Uh, It is by Michelle K-S. And it is... It kind of looks like an aloe plant, but it's hard to tell scale. Um, it's just the kind of sharp. It's a nice blue, blue kind of light cloud sky with the very sharp tips of the plant in the foreground, almost looking like a um, a starburst, like a, a quarter of a starburst pattern for the uh, plant uh, leaves slash stems, whatever they they are right there. Um, I love the, the basically having the blue, of course, different shades of blue, but the blue, the white, and the green uh, being the only real colors there. So I think it makes a real nice statement. And the, I really love the positioning of the of the plant too in the in the frame. Yeah, um, I I 100% agree with you, uh, Greg. What do you think about this? Yeah, th- this is taking sharp angles to a you know to another level here because they're almost like points really but 
they are sharp angles. And, and she calls this image nature's sharp angles. And, um, you know, I agree with Dave. It's, uh, uh, you know, the, the color of the blue sky in the background, and it's almost like a um, turquoisey blue. And then with the white clouds and, and then the green, uh, it, it's, it's a pretty, um, f- for all, you know, pardon my pun, but sharp contrast uh, in the image. And it, it's just really, uh, really cool the way she, you know, kind of thought of this as, as sharp angles. Because one might call them points, but, you know, they are still sharp angles. So, uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm not sure, like, how this photo is processed because it kind of has a, um, like, a painting-type look to it. Um I don't know. I, I, it's it's a very like simple picture, but very well seen. It's a it's a great composition, and you know I don't know if Michelle uh, Bull is in IM or like any other uh, app or, or website or whatever that does stock photography, but I think that this photo would make a great stock photo. I think that. I don't know, like in what context it would get licensed, but I really feel strongly that this picture would get licensed probably multiple times. Yeah, and and the color of the sky almost looks like it was done with an app that gives you the old film look, you know, like a um, oh some of those uh, film born maybe, you know, one of yeah. those apps. It just hey, just uh, the color of the sky. Greg, you're uh, you're getting all fuzzy. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So that means so Dave, you're still recording, right? Yep. Let me make. All sure. right, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to stop recording in order well, to re- refresh you, uh, here. You sound fine now, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it looks like oh. it fixed itself. Oh, okay. All right, so I will carry on with. I'll basically start over what I was going to say there. Okay. One, two, three. It, with this image here, it almost looks like she um, used an app that kind of emulates a film, the, the film look of back in the day, you know, like uh, Filmborn or there's another one that uh, that you have. I know, Matt. Um, is it IR or INL Films or something like that? Oh, RNI Films. RNI Films, yes. Sorry. And it kind of has that hue to the sky where it looks like, you know, something from, you know, 1980s Fujifilm or something. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in about the, the color of the sky. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It definitely does have some sort of film look to it. Well, I, I really like it a lot. It's a, a fantastic image. Very good pick, Dave. So now we have the task of assigning a new challenge. And I don't think we decided before the show what it should be. So now we're going to have awkward silence while we try to figure out what the new challenge should be. I know we were kind of going back and forth a little bit. And my. Well, before we. Before we come up with something um we wanted to just mention briefly the uh, the next like the iphone event mm-hmm. on september 12th um the, the invitation that went out 
basically said, uh, gather round. And it had an, an image or a graphic of a circle that looked kind of like Apple Park from above. But is that really what it means? <laughs> I, I, so, I hope it's a, a round Apple Watch. It's not, but that's what I hope it is. You never know. You never know. It's not. But <laughs> anyway, September 12th, uh, I will be sitting in front of my Apple TV watching intently because that's what I do. And I'll be getting ready to go to lunch because it, it's it's 12 a.m. Pacific Daylight and 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight in the U.S. So P.M. P.M. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, ten, it's 10 a.m. West Coast. 10 a.m. Yeah, 10 a.m. Pacific. And 1, 1, 1 p.m. East Coast. Yeah. And yeah, looking from the t- looking at the image on it, which is a golden ring, it looks just like the Apple Park, like I said, Apple Park campus from the top down. But I can almost see new HomePods or, you know, an advancement for the HomePod. Um, the Mac Mini has been rumored to get an upgrade, and I think we talked about that a little bit in the pre-show, and I could see it going more oh, what if it's a, what if it's a new Mac Pro or whatever that's called, the trash Ooh. can one? Oh, the trash can, yeah. Yeah, I know. They but said, in gold. Well, they said they were going to go. Um, what is it? Um, more modular this time versus what they did with the trash can. So I, I can see the gold being a new gold color of the phone. You know that I could hmm. easily see happening that way. But the, yeah, the shape or a new gold color of a watch. So is this like the long drawn out way to say that our next challenge is circular or circles? Exactly. I think so. Yes. Okay. Very drawn out. Just wanted to make sure I'm following along. (laughs) (laughs) Watch as we meet. Listen as we meander to circular. (laughs) All right. I guess that's what it's going to be then. Um, but I, I think it it should be circular. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, congratulations, Michelle K S. Not sure how to say that name. I'm sorry, but you are our post pick of the week winner. Um, so if you guys would like to participate in our post pick of the week challenge, you got two ways to do that. You can go to our Facebook group and look for the pinned post. Um, it's actually called announcements now. Uh, or you can go to Instagram and use hashtag tiny shutter. Uh, we pick from there every other week. All right. Well, guys, I think that is everything that we wanted to mm-hmm. cover in this show. Is there anything else you guys wanted to mention? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, All right. Well, well, real briefly, I was on another podcast again this week. Um, Unacceptable. I realize that. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing that's really nice about it is the main host of the Wrestling Mayhem show talking about the Raw update. Um, Every time, it seems like every time he mentioned my name was a 20, I think like a 
20 some minute podcast uh, mentioned tiny shuttered multi- tiny shutter multiple times so hopefully again it's always good to get the name out there for the podcast and even though it wasn't iPhone related at all um, still good to get the the name out there for the podcast no that's pretty awesome Dave thanks for doing that no problem. cool all right guys well I think we have ourselves a show let's uh we came we saw oh. we kicked it ass. forgot about that I forgot you had those uh, sound clips <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go around the table here and tell everyone where they can find us let's start with you Dave sure you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as prof pod and find me on the Artful iPhone Photography and the Tiny Shutter Group on Facebook as Dave Podner. All right, Greg? You can find me on Instagram at Macmillan Photo, on Twitter, Macmillan underscore photo, on Dayflash as just Macmillan, and on Vero and the Artful Life Photography community as my name, Greg Macmillan. All right, not confusing at all. No. <laughs> All right, you can find me uh, at on IM, Twitter, Instagram. Where else? Oh, the Artfly Photography Community at M. Hoffman Photo. And as always, you can find links to our show notes, our Facebook group, the YouTube channel, uh, Patreon, and any other things that we might have going on by going to tinyshutter.com. All right, guys, I think that's it for this week. Why don't we say bye-bye? Bye-bye, everybody. Have a great week, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. What's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, (laughs) flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? This is a great shot, Mav. I should be a photographer.